0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Can we remain standing for a few seconds? I would like to bring greetings from Uganda. And before us all, Pastor Christine and I, on behalf of the ministers, CFCI ministers in Uganda, Kenya, and Rwanda, would like to appreciate Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev for the parents that they are to us. And just before I was coming to preach, I got a word from one of the pastors. He told me that please go and minister he quoted Dr. Theo, and he said, Dr. Theo has once said that God's presence qualifies the unqualified. And going by what Apostle Theo is sharing, God's grace therefore qualifies the unqualified. We want to thank you so much for being parents to us, standing by our side and guiding us. We'd also want to appreciate our supervisor, Dr. Andrew Wilmans, and Pastor Christine, who have tirelessly... Engaged us and taken time to stay with us, teachers, instructors. We also want to thank our sons and daughters that have made their way to East Africa to teach us alongside Dr. Andre. And these come from South Africa and also the States. Unknown to you, that your presence has not only imbibed the ethos of Christian Family Church into our hearts and spirits but has also given us a chance to see and to learn the ways of Apostle Theo beyond the books and beyond the videos I would like to say this time around two pastors got invitations from Dr. Theo from Uganda and they were able to pay their way here I wish to appreciate the pastor, I won't mention his name who is hosting them And thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to request you to get seated and we share the word. (laughs) Taking back what the devil has stolen, and I will approach this from the angle of faith that brings back what is dead. And I would like us to read from the... Book of 2 Kings, chapter 4 from verse 14. And let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the word. Thank you for our presence. Thank you, Lord, because you create the atmosphere through which we can share and also receive. Receive glory in every way as you give me the right packaging of the word and the right reception to all of us in Jesus' name. Second Kings 4 from verse 14. So he said, what well, then is... Is it to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Actually, she has no son. The husband is old. And so he said, Call her. When he had called her, he stood in the doorway. Then he said, About this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my lord, man of God, not lie to your maid servant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her. And the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to to his father, to the reapers. And he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to a servant, carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon. Then he died. Faith that restores That which has died has certain features. And before we talk about the features, just look at this. This is set in the reign of Jehoram. He's the son of Ahab. And nobody from Ahab is spoken good about because they had sold themselves to idolatry. There was moral decadence, and there was thick spiritual darkness over the nation. And Jehoram was reigning for seven years, actually, most of the ministry of prophet Elisha takes place during the reign of Jehoram. But in this thick darkness, God raised up a light in the name of Elisha. And recently we had Dr. Andre and also Dr. Mark, they said one thing in common. They said the thickest darkness allows even the faintest of light to be visible. Even if you are so weak, if the darkness is so thick, you are able to light and you'll illuminate. and so that was elisha. he was the light in that darkness. and within this period we find these episodes of the manifestation of faith out of which you're able to learn, like this one that we have picked upon this afternoon. and this Faith that brings back that which is dead has certain features. And first and foremost, I want to say it has to be firm. It is firm. It is firm. And he said to his father, My head, my head. So I he said to myself, servant, call him to his mother. And when he was brought to his mother, and mother sat him on her knees till noon, and he died. I think she was praying. But the boy passed on. Then she called her husband and said, please send me one of the young men with a pickup or with a car. I want to take him to the man of God. How did this children manifest her faith? She was firm. She could have panicked. She could have yelled. She could have, caused it a, she could have made a spectacle out of it so that everybody's attention was drawn. She would have done things that evoked sympathy. She would have screamed on Facebook. But she... Chose to be firm. She sent word to the husband, not telling him, Your son is dead, but telling him, Please send me a young man with a vehicle. I must go see the man of God. The word of God says that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. That's a paradox. It is iron, it's an irony that you know, in the day of adversity, is when many of us would say, You know, the situation was so hard. You should be able to understand me. But the word says in the day of adversity, if your strength fails, then if your faith fails, if you find the day of adversity, then your strength is small. That's Proverbs 24, verse 10. Secondly, the faith that brings back that which is dead has a reference point. This lady's faith had a reference point. And this is in verse 22. When she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. She knew well how she had got this boy. This boy had been given to her as a miracle from the Lord. And if she would have this boy revived and brought back to life because the devil had taken the boy, she needed to know how she had gotten the boy and that was her reference point it had again to be a miracle. You must not seek to restore what God gave you and you lost apart from the way God gave it to you. If there's anything that you have lost and you know it came directly from the Lord, the way to have it restored to you is again the same way you received it. The Bible says in Romans 11:29, 29, the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. They are gifts that you received from the Lord. In this case, this lady's gift was the son. But the gifts you received from God could be gifts of ministry, could be wealth, could be a job, could be profitability of any kind, could be a name. If it came from the Lord, not out of what you did, not out of your scheming, not out of your your being industrious or whatever, if you lost it, then the way to regain it it has again to be steeped in the Lord. In the word of the Lord. This Paul's dilemma when he talks to Galatians, he says that they have moved away from the way they acquired what they acquired, from the way they had gotten what they had gotten. And now they were trying to perfect in the flesh that which they had received in the spirit. And he said, who bewitched you? You can never be able to restore that which you received in the spirit and you lost because of some reason. You cannot be able to restore it by carnal means, by activities of the flesh, by machinations of the flesh. It can only be restored the same way you received it. And actually when uh, Apostle John talks to the one church which also applies to us in Seredis, he says, you have a name, you have a reputation for being living, alive, but actually you are dead. But in his counsel, he says, there are four, remember there are four how you received and heart. That's Revelation 3. He said, remember how you received. So, you know, one tragedy is for somebody to be sick and he doesn't know he's sick. It's, it's, a, it's a tragedy for somebody to be dead and he doesn't know he's dead. It's a tragedy for somebody to know it, to have lost vitality and the right center before the Lord and to have lost the anointing and he is not aware. She's not aware. That's a tragedy. And if that happens to you and God mercifully reveals to you your status through somebody, then please remember who brought you thus far, who placed you where you are. He is the one who is ready to restore you to your former status. If the devil stole from you because of a spiritual misstep, you've got to identify it, return to the Lord, and have it received. We take back what the devil has stolen from us. Next, I would like to bring about this feature that, you know, the faith that restores that which was dead, which the devil has stolen from you, that which was given to you by God, and it must come back, speaks victory. Verse 23. So she said, why are you going to him today? He said, why are you going to him today? It's neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said to her husband, it is well. She said, it is well. This was a good husband, by the way, because when she suggested to him earlier on, that they would build a man of God an apartment, a house, a room on their, on their building. He had no objections. He had no suspicions. There was no paranoia. He just knew it was in good faith. So he was a good husband. But when it comes to issues of faith, she does not tell him exactly what's going on because she knows the level at which the husband operates in faith. You need to know at what level in the matters of faith your husband is operating at. (laughs) Even if he has titles conferred upon him in church, you need to gauge and see at what level he's operating in matters of faith. And likewise, husband towards your wife and your children and your parents. There are certain matters you you understand if you tell them at this stage, it will completely bungle the whole process. And you better not. For this reason, Jesus would know who to take along with him when he went to pray for people. At one point, you would have the whole group of the disciples. At certain points, he could only pick Peter, James, and John. So he, you need to know who that person is because you need to speak victory. Mark, mark who you speak to and what you share. At, at, at every spiritual level. Dr. Bev just told us the other, the other day, but faith is not positive thinking. Sorry, positive. It's not positive. Uh, it's not... It said faith is not optimistic. It's not being optimistic. And it's not positive uh, thinking. Yes. I would also like to say it's not wishful thinking. And... She said faith is not the bright side of life. She said faith is simply acting on what God is speaking. This lady's expression of her faith wouldn't be described as positive thinking. Didn't make sense. I just told the husband it's well, and the husband knew it was well. Not only does this faith speak victory, it also seeks right alignment. In verse 24, she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. 25. So she departed, went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was the man of God who saw her far off that he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, the Shunammite woman, please run now, meet her, and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered to this man, Gehazi, it is well. Seek faith that brings back that which has died in you. Will seek the right alignment and therefore gauge and, you know, regulate what to say and what not to say. She told him it is well. She needed somebody with whom she could have the prayer of agreement. And it wasn't Gehazi. If you would judge her quickly, then you just want to go forward and see when Gehazi was dispatched to go and heal the boy. Nothing happened. It was dead quiet. If you think that's not enough, then you better go ahead and see how this man was covetous and avaricious. He was greedy for money. After the miracle of healing, Naaman, you know what he did. So no wonder, this lady sense in her spirit that this is not the man to liaise with. This is not the man to agree with in matters faith. It's not just about, you know, thinking, I think it looks logical that I should because the senior pastor said so because what I know about him could be okay. I think it was one pastor from our esteemed church here who said recently that knowledge is expanding so so rapidly that sometimes we fail To seek revelation, we just want to follow knowledge. And so she had to receive revelation in her spirit. This is not the right kind of guy to agree with. Whom do you agree with when you are praying over issues that concern your destiny? You must have the right alignment. From 2003 to 2006... I subscribed to some outfit from Trinidad and Tobago that was called Congress WBN. And without knowing, I was plunged into a situation of not depending on God and believing God, where the emphasis was more about rationalizing things and, you know, logic. And at the end of the day, the little faith that was in me was drained out, and so was the faith of the pastor that I was leading. It came to uh, a, a climax when now I could not even go and take care of the 26 churches also by then and I was even so much in a burnout that I, I and my wife Christine could stay at home on Sunday for months until the guy from uh, Virginia who has a seminary uh, under, ice, under Assemblies of God something in, in, in my country He had trained us at BA level and he called me and said, please, could you come and help us on the staff? So then I went there. When I went there, I met one guy called Nunes, Jose Nunes, who was an American. And then as we interrupted, one thing was missing. You know, the missing link was I was lacking spiritual fatherhood. Praise God for Pastor Derby. Sons and orphans. We were orphans with Pastor Christine then. We're looking for spiritual fatherhood. So this Reverend Jose from America told I told him, please, I want fatherhood. I don't know where to belong. And, and then he said, There is a young man here. He's from South Africa. He's called Janice. And then I said, Could I meet him? He said, Yes, I'll connect to him. Then I connected to Evangelist Janice. Then through connecting with him, little by little I got to get to Dr. Andre. Then little by little I got to get to Dr. Theo. And God answered our quest for spiritual fatherhood. We had lost it. It was dead. And we were destined to spiritual death. But the Lord saw the cries of our heart. And he answered our prayers. And he has given us the right alignment. Praise the Lord. I'm quickly moving. Furthermore, this faith that brings back that which has died in you must ignore the matter of being misunderstood. In verse 27, now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Hazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden from me and has not told me. This man Gehazi has something good spoken about him. When this lady came, she was in anguish. She began to fall at the feet of the man of God, the senior pastor, and Gehazi thought this was a compromising position. So he ran to try to save the reputation of his senior pastor. And then the senior pastor said, "Please leave her alone. They have paralysed. They have paralysed." She ignored until she received what she wanted. How part in the New Testament look at, you know, those ladies who supported Jesus with their wealth. You know, the other woman who went in Simon's house and she was wiping Jesus' feet with, with her hair. Compromising position. And she ignored what people said and she received what she wanted. You know, Mary, who poured that expensive perfume and one apostle said, no, this is a waste. She also ignored being misunderstood and did what God was speaking to her. Faith that restores that which is dead, please. You ignore what people want to say. And finally, I want to say that this faith persists. It persists. This woman persisted, persisted completely from verse 30 up to 36. I have no time to read it. She persisted until she said, man of God, you got to go with me you got to go with me. you got to go with me. There's this element of cleaning to the senior pastor, to the, to the spiritual father. Said, you must go with me, and it worked out for her because of the persistence. Faith, one person has said, faith sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. So let me just conclude this by saying, what is it in you, That has died. Is it godliness? That's your relationship with God. Is it family relationship? Is it health? Is it ministry gifts? Is it fervency in your your ministry, in the way you do the things of God? Is it business profitability? Is it your company? What is it that has died? You need to personally take a step towards resurrecting it. You don't wait for somebody to do it for you. You have to take the initiative. And the faith you ought to have should see the desired end in the midst of the chaos. This faith has to drive away all panic from your spirit. Like Mama said, faith dispels fear and fear dispels faith. In this case, let's faith dispel faith. This kind of faith synergizes with the right people for results. This kind of faith is ready to be misunderstood if that is inevitable. This faith is principled. It won't waver from this and that. So by faith, we take back not something but everything that the devil has stolen from us. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources...